The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by the Niner Empire GB. Welcome to the Frequency 49 show. I'm Kat Victorino, and joining me today are Nathaniel James and Simon Holdsworth. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi, everyone. I am on pins and needles. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's squeaky bum time, isn't it? It's the calm before the storm. Well, I'd like to say it's the calm before the storm, but it's not the calm before the storm, is it? It's, it's nerve-wracking, man. We, and it's been a nerve-wracking season. A lot of these games, especially the last five, have been you know down to the wire. But now here we are. We are really in the playoffs. We are hosting the divisional playoff game in Levi Stadium Saturday afternoon in California, Saturday night in the UK. I'm freaking out. I can't wait. The Vikings are coming to town. It's the 48th matchup between the 49ers and the Vikings. Currently, the series is tied 23-23-1, and and the 49ers do lead the playoff series four wins to one. What are we looking for in this game, boys, other than a win? A healthy defense is good. Uh, We've got players coming back. Um, Obviously, Quan getting uh, cleared to play doesn't necessarily mean he's going to start, but obviously, Dre Greenlaw has really stepped up. Having D Ford on the on the other edge, I think, will be massive because not having him has enabled teams to easily double team Nick Bosa, as in make the commitment to double team him. You know, stopping him is another thing, but having him back will will hopefully give us more of a pass rush. And obviously, the the bye week, the bye will really help. Um, we hopefully come back fresh. Uh, Jakowski Tart coming back at, at, at safety will help the run game as well, um, which is the fundamental part of Minnesota's offense, I think. Dalvin Cook looks to be playing almost back to his best, which isn't great news for us. But if our run defense is good, our run defense is good. And uh, it's the hope that kills you. On paper, we should beat you. But the Saints should have beaten the Vikings as well. That's right. To be honest, I'm I'm really nervous about, you know, the lead up into knowing. I mean, obviously, I did watch both. I watched all the, um, the wild card well. Apart from... Patriots, which was on a bit later, but all the other games I, I actually did watch. It's going to be an interesting matchup. It's not one that I think any of us really anticipated would happen. I know, obviously, I listened to the um, last podcast and D stated that he thought that you know we, we were it was going to be um, New Orleans going through, but obviously, a bit of a shock that you know <laughs> they were managed to be beaten in their um, home stadium. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a bit worried i think that we you know obviously we're really going to need um stalian mcglinchy to step up because i think you know you've got two fighting defensive ends that are quite quite powerful they're quite strong just just reading on the on the 49ers website each recorded three three quarterback hits and one one 1.5 sacks against drew Brees on sunday so i yeah i'm i'm a bit as I say, we really need our offensive line to step up and we really need Staley. I mean, obviously he comes with that experience in, you know, being able to manage that line, giving, you know, Jimmy time to to, to get, you know, to get uh, to initiate a play and everything. So, yeah, it's going to be a, a tough game. I think it's going to be a real close one um, myself. Um, I think obviously we've got that there, there, there is a lot of good players on, on, on the Vikings. 
anybody that thinks that this game's going to be just a walk in the park, it, I, I don't think it is. I think that, you know, obviously they're going to be coming. They're going to come. Vikings are coming and they're going to come hungry. So obviously we, we've really got to respond um, to, to you know, th- that intensity. And I'm sure, obviously, Jim, Jimmy's, you know, that got, got a little bit of that experience, you know, playing back up to Brady. But obviously you've got, you know, a few players that are actually, that have got that, that, um, experience um, and I, I, I'm looking forward because I think obviously the one thing that I think that's going to be really really beneficial I think we're going to see more of um, Emmanuel Sanders in this game and his experience coming through in, in that sort of situation so yeah I mean there's quite a lot to, to look forward to I mean it's, it is nerve-wracking mm-hmm. um, I think it's the first time that obviously we've we've all come together to, today to <laughs> to talk about being in a postseason kind of situation which I, I think is brilliant you know I can't think I don't think I've been in in this situation and I'm I'm kind of excited with talking to you guys <laughs> about it but it's it's just yeah I mean it, it's gonna I, I'm I'm kind of oh, nervous and excited I bet it's a mixture of it and I'm you know even thinking about it it's keeping me kind of semi-awake at night <laughs> so <laughs> but yeah no I'm I'm I just want wanting Saturday to come along and us to just we we, we can you know we can play with that intensity we're, we're quite I feel that we're quite similarly matched in terms of the players that they've got so yeah we'll we'll just have to see and plus it's on a a Saturday as well which which will be a bit odd but <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> well and I'm encouraged by the fact that you know we get D Ford back and and we get Quan Alexander back and the one thing that I think really made the difference the beginning part of the season when everyone was healthy on our defense especially is how they traded players out to keep them fresh throughout the game and I think that's going to play heavily into this week's game because you know the backups haven't not done ter- terrible. I mean, we made it thirteen and three over the regular season with you know some of our best players um, on IR. So I'm encouraged to see them come back. I'm hoping they aren't coming back too soon because we're you know we're going up against Kirk Cousins who threw for 574 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception in his two games against us. Dalvin Cook rushed for over a thousand yards this season, so he's you know, he's a force to be reckoned with. We're really going to have our hands full with this offense, I think. Yeah, I think I think the key, I think, we, sorry, just going back to what you said about the defense, Kat, I think you're absolutely spot on. I think that the backups did great, but I think towards the end of the season, it, you could see that they'd played a lot of downs. So having them fresh, I think we've also signed Earl Mitchell, who is a good run stuffer. So hopefully that'll, you know, help temper Dalvin Cook, certainly running inside rather than outside um i think the key to winning this game is putting them in passing situations so being good on first and second down defensively putting them in passing situations which means that they'll have to sort of spread the field and they're going to be more susceptible to um to the pass rush and and you know, he's with his arm and uh, you know in terms of the offense i think we've got all the tools to to overcome that defense as 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 nat said you know everson griffin and um, Danell hunter are, are very 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 good but I think you can run on this Minnesota defence and that obviously plays to our strengths. And I also don't think they're linebacking Corey. I think they're good at safety and I think they're good um, on the line of scrimmage. So you'd like to think that that is a good matchup for George Kittle finding space in, in, in the zones of, on the coverage. So hopefully it plays to our strengths. 
Well, and I would like to see Matt Breida get the ball more. I feel like he's been out of the game much of the last part of the season. I mean, he had, what, four carries last week? And he's, I think he can still produce. I don't know why it's been going to Mostert. I mean, he's been producing, yes. Mostert absolutely has been producing. But I feel like if we get Mostert and Breda out there, I think our run game is unstoppable. I think we've actually underutilized Mostert. And I think that he's been the one player of the last few weeks where you've kind of gone, why is he not getting the ball more? Uh, particularly in front of Tevin Coleman, who started the season well, but has really tailed off in terms of his productivity per carry. I agree, Breda has that long, that long play-breaking ability, and I do think I do think the only worry with Breda that, that Shanahan might have is his ball security, which is pretty paramount in in playoff situations. But you know, maybe he's been maybe he's been carrying an injury, maybe he's just not been fresh, or maybe there's just been something there because that guy has talent. And yeah, he if does. he's coming in if he's coming in fresh and you know we can get runs outside off the outside the tackles then you know he, he breaks that line and he's gone as we saw against uh, Cleveland wasn't it first play from from scrimmage yeah and I think that obviously that the games that I, I've kind of watched when I was like the last few games that we've watched the the the, the offense itself has been quite I mean we've try to get the run game going in certain situations and everything but i think we've we've played some really we've played some really really tough tough teams over the last what five six game stretch obviously we've had that bye week now which which is good but i i think you know a lot of what what happened in certain situations when we played up when we did play against new orleans and everything there was one play where you know it wasn't a you know a, a conventional sort of running play it was a a a, a pass that was made you know, sort of uh, uh, off of a technique. Well, I can't remember it in specific details, but it was a pass. It wasn't actually a running play. And Mustard Cat caught it. You know, thirty yards down. That the line. was the so double reverse I, from I, Sanders. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And it was just. It was certainly. You know, certainly not expected. But I think that you know, when you don't have that that situation where you can penetrate, we have probably had the similar sort of situation with when we went up against kind of Seattle as well. I mean, to a certain extent. You know, we've we've missed our our kind of our our, our starting centre as well, which probably has a, you know kind of a different, which makes a difference. But um, yeah, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, I think we're really going to have to you know kind of continue to have that, you know, those people that are going to be present to block up front. You know, we're going to have you know obviously we've got Staley and we've got you know Glip McGlinchey, but. In, in those sort of other situations, we're going to need Juice to, to kind of step up and we're also going to need, uh, you know, Kittle to, to be be there as well. So it, it could it could be interesting. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm looking at some of these stats for the year, you guys. I mean, we're all looking forward to it. Let's get real. But looking at some of these stats, these year-end stats, comparing the 49ers to the Vikings, you know, points per game, The Niners are second in the league with 29.9 points per game. The Vikings are eighth at 25.4. But what I'm looking at is rushing offense. The Niners are in second place for the year with a 144.1. The Vikings defense allowed 108. So they're 13th in the league in stopping the run, where we're 17th in the league in stopping the run. Um, Ours was, we allowed uh, 112.6. But on the flip side, their rushing offense is sixth in the league, 133.3. 
our rushing defense, it, like I said, is 17th. But I feel like that addition of Earl Mitchell, like you had talked about earlier, is definitely going to be um, a, a great strength for us, Simon. Yeah, he's a good run stuffer inside, isn't he? He's um, he's a big old body. He he will come in and hopefully do the job that DJ Jones was doing so well um, before before he got injured. But yeah, just to, just to kind of touch on those stats as well, Cat is you know we've got the best passing defense in the league, and we have to have faith in that. And you know that kind of reinforces my point from earlier that if we can be if we can be good and 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 keep them in third and long situations, then they'll have to they'll have to go to that passing. Um, that passing offense, which you know hasn't been great, uh, they're they're twenty third, um, averaging two hundred and twenty yards a game, and we've got the best pass defense in the league. So that's really, if you were looking at stats, that's the matchup that you'd want the game to be based on, really, wouldn't you? You know, and that interior. I mean, obviously, kind of going on what you were saying, Simon. I think that interior kind of line when we when we have got we we had a, a, you know a few rushing yards from from um, Lynch I mean he, he was closed down quite effectively but there were a few situations where he did actually make you know kind of do it make it through so I think basically with with having you know kind of D Ford back and you know getting Quan Alexander who will raise that I, I think he's part of that you know he is going to be that there's almost an intensity that he brings to the field he kind of reminds me a little bit of Patrick Willis in terms of firing up you know the, the defense and I, I think you know with with him coming back, I mean, hopefully, you know, it's not not too early, but I think it's going to certainly be interesting to watch what what happens in those running situations and everything. And I'm sure that you know, obviously, Salah and Lynch have spoken um, and kind of analysed what happened in that game, and hopefully they can kind of replicate. It. I think Dalvin Cook is going to be one of these guys that we're really going to have to contain. So hopefully. Yeah, as I say, we can close him down, and yeah, it should it should be good. <laughs> Quan, Quan Alexander's the he, he's the tone setter, isn't he? Uh, the, of, of of the offense, or certainly was until he got injured. You know, like you say, he's he's flying around sideline to sideline. It was almost like he was at the breakdown of every play when he was when he was on the field, and and obviously he also brings a a good sort of late blitz as well, which he, I think has got a couple of sacks on the year. So yeah, we him setting the tone for the defense, which the, the, I'm not saying they've missed it, but you'd certainly. We've certainly been more aggressive, I think, with when he's been on the field than what we have, and whether that's down to tiredness or not. But obviously, with the with the bye week and with Quan coming back to set that tone, hopefully we see folk flying around and we see Vikings in the stands. And to take into consideration, we think about this now. If we'd have, I mean, we we've had we've had some in, as we've mentioned already, injuries have been quite a, a difficulty for for us. We we have it has been like that mentality of next man up, hasn't it? But we're getting these key guys back now. It would have been interesting to see if we'd had a healthy D Ford, if we'd had a healthy Quan Alexander, whether or not these stats, like in terms of our rushing defense and everything, whether this would have been, you know, whether it would have been less. I think you'd have to assume that they would, because you know the the defense of the defense from weeks one to eight was was far superior to the defense of weeks eight to seventeen. And that's that's down to obviously, like you said, the factors that we've spoken about, injuries, and the fact that that our bye week was ridiculously early. But hopefully, we get the defense of weeks one to eight back. I mean, there's still a, a couple of bodies missing, but there's only really DJ Jones and Ronald Blair, isn't there, who 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 are going to be missing? Everybody else is, is is pretty good to go. Well, and if we can take the double team off of Bosa, how quick is Bosa going to get to the quarterback? You know, he's got to be Jonesing for a sack. Oh, with a bye week as well, he's going to be chomping at the bit, isn't he? He's yeah. Going be, he's going to be flying off that line. 
exactly. Kirk Cousins is going to. Uh, the thing is, we know Cousins gets jittery, don't we? If you get at Cousins early, we know he gets jittery and we know he makes mistakes. You know, the, the, the Saints pass rush didn't really get to him and, and the Saints pass rush isn't that good. You know, we have to we have to remember, we have got one of the, if not the best pass rush in the league. In terms, and that, and the, and the passing, and the passing defense stats back that up. So, and we have got one of the best. I mean, I, I don't know what anybody, you know, I don't care what anybody else says, but I think we've had one of the best d- defenses in the league this oh, year. Um, without, without a shadow of a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> so Matt Healy asks, says he's not worried about the opponent. He's more curious about who's going to be fit and healthy for the game. Well, I think we've kind of covered that. We know we're getting D Ford back. We know we're getting Quan Alexander back. Anybody else we're missing that we think is coming back? Jaquaski Tart. Oh, that's right. He's in full practice. I, although Quan's been cleared, I, I would. I still think that the starting linebackers will be Greenlaw and and Fred Warner. It only makes sense. It's been so long since he's had any game action. But but Quan Alexander seems the type of seems the type of guy. Of, you know, he'll be he'll be knocking on Shanahan's door all week. <laughs> You dare leave, you know. You dare leave me out, you know. He's... What do you want to bet? He's not named the starter, but he goes in the second play of the game and then plays the rest of the game. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Do you think now? Let, let's be honest here. Let's be realistic. I mean, he's been out for quite quite some time, hasn't he? No, so it, it, well, he, it, interestingly, and, and, and perhaps maybe related to what you you, you were going to say is that JJ Watt was out of the it was out in exactly the same week with exactly the same injury, and he came back last week a week earlier. And and balled out. So and I know that they've been training together those two, and they've been talking to each other to kind of um, through the uh, through the recovery process. Not that every injury treats the, every player the same way, and everybody heals differently. But I can see, yeah, with that extra week of, of rest. Yeah, I mean JJ Watt is a beast, isn't he? He's, he he is he's, he's one of those defensive players where you kind of go, you know what? He'd be he'd rank really highly on everybody's list of. If you could sign one defensive player from another team, who would it be? Exactly. You'd, you'd, you'd have to look at JJ Watt, and he came back and he played. He played really, really well. So it gives us op- cautious optimism for Quan Alexander, I think, rather than as saying, "Oh well, yeah, it's obvious he's going to ball out." It, it's not obvious, but at least it gives us a bit of a, a bit of encouragement that he can uh, come into the team. And to be fair, I don't with with, with John Lynch and, and Shanahan being those guys. If they didn't feel that he could contribute, I don't think he would even have been cleared. I think they would have just said, look, let's, let's just leave it. It's pointless. You could kind of bring you in. Sorry, I've remembered what I was going to say. I, I think that, you know, as I say, he's been out for, for quite some time, going back to Quan Alexander. To put him back, you know, just there you go, starting. I, I agree with both of you. I don't think he's going to go. I think it's going to be situational football where... There's going to be certain situations where he's placed into it. You know, Salah's going to mix it up and, and bring him in in those situational sort of thing. Well, that's the smart way to play him. And and honestly, when they're when the when the defense was healthy, like I said earlier, and they were rotating the guys out, that defense was almost unstoppable. So if they're able to rotate players out, play by play or series by series. That'll keep the defense going longer in the game. And, of course, you know, also having the offense on the field for a long time would do that as well. Um, <laughs> but I think it makes us stronger. Well, we just look at how we nullified the Rams. I mean, obviously, the, when we played the Rams early season in the Coliseum, they had their first drive, doesn't it? And they, they ran on us and everyone was kind of going, wow, you know, we, can't, we, 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 we couldn't, to coin a Yorkshire phrase, we couldn't stop a pig in a ginnel here. <laughs> but... 
<laughs> but then after that, we completely nullified them. And obviously, you know, I would I would hesitate to say that Todd Gill is probably a better running back than Dalvin Cook right now. I would say that the Rams' offensive line is probably better than than the Vikings' offensive line, and we absolutely stuffed them. Apart from that first that first drive, we completely nullified them. And you know, if we can get back to that defense, then it could be a long day for Kirk Cousins on Saturday. And that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> so absolutely. Deepak Gohill. No one saw the Vikings coming, and we definitely should not treat this as a gimme. One of the critical success factors is turnovers. Will our D finally get one for us? I think we will, and I think it'll come in the form of pressure. Got pressure on Kirk Cousins. You know, he it it, it, it does get jittery, and I think that you know a a revitalized pass rush is going to cause problems and obviously and as long as Akello Witherspoon remembers how to catch a ball we should be okay um although it, it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Emmanuel Mosley start starting corner I think that might be one change given the run around that DK Metcalf gave uh, gave Akello Witherspoon and I, and I think they'll try and match uh Stefan Diggs I think they'll try and keep Stefan Diggs away from Richard Sherman well D you know what I'm gonna say it's time for a pick six <laughs> I think um, when when I watched um, the uh, Saints Vikings game, there seemed to be um, yeah a lot of penetration at times from the. Um, I mean, they were were hanging into it, the Saints in a sense, and they did manage to get a fumble recovery for. I think it was a touchdown. I can't can't really recollect, but as I say, I think Simon's just mentioned yeah a revitalized pass rush. It's going to have a real you know real impact on Saturday. Matt Andruscavage asks, "How will they? How will the defense fare against Dalvin Cook?" Well, I think we've touched on it. I think having Quan Alexander returning and Jakoski Tart as well, who's good against the run, and Earl Mitchell, it's not going to be easy. You know, the Vikings showed on uh, last uh, last Sunday that they they can run on, you know, the Saints' defense and, and no mugs, so they can run on them. Obviously, we've we've spoken about their their running offense and where it is statistically in the league, so it's going to be a tough assignment and. I don't think with any running back you can keep them quiet for the whole game. So as long as we limit his big players and, like I say, be strong on first and second down and keep them on third and long situations, I think we'll be good. Will their cornerback be able to be effective against either Diggs or Thalen? I think it. You know, we, we've got to take into consideration what what Richard Sherman's brought brought to it because we you, you you touched on it on last week's podcast, didn't you? Around the fact that you know he comes with um you know he comes with experience you know in playoff situation football and also you know he's he's quite good at molding and coaching the the, the cornerback position with the other two guys and everything. So yeah, I think he ca- there's no reason why these guys can't they they have you know at times played well they've, they've you know picked picked a few you know players off at times so yeah why why not but they you know as I say I think it's we we, are, we, we do need obviously kind of that Sherman as well in, in, in that situation. Will D Ford be effective enough to really open things up for the other guys and get this pass rush back to what it was? I think he's going to be well rested and I and I, and I think that with D Ford there they've been kind of keeping him for the for, for the playoffs I think that you know, I think we did try to bring him back perhaps earlier than expected, and I think he played like five snaps, didn't he? And he was out again. So, I think they were kind of, you know, the the front office and the management were kind of once bitten, twice shy with that. So, I think we'll see a a fresh and you know hungry D Ford. You know, he's um he's a good player and he's very very quick off that edge. 
and everyone seems to be in agreement that we really need to be on for this game. We can't overlook this game and that the uh, bye week has done us a lot of good. Yeah, I mean, that game against Atlanta, you know, the um, the, the, the second to last home game against Atlanta where, you know, we kind of, the general consensus was that we'd perhaps gone into it a little bit lackadaisical. You know, I kind of said at the time that I think we'll probably learn from this game and I think that I don't think we'll make that same mistake again. I think the the opportunity is there for us to underestimate the Vikings, given the fact that everyone was saying, "Well, we're going to be playing either the Seahawks or the Eagles." You know, we um, we can't overlook the Vikings, absolutely not, and I don't think we'll make that same mistake again. And kind of just going back to the bye week, I didn't know if you guys were aware, but um, just reading on the Forty Niners dot com website, I'm, I'm mentioning Emmanuel Sanders before. He was the first ever player to catch 17 games in a season. Um, at, and he was given receipt. He was traded on the October twenty second, and he missed both the Forty ers Week Four yep. and Denver Broncos Week Ten buy. Yeah. So this guy, he's not had a buy, has no. he? And he really needed one to re. I, I mean, that's a lot of games and a lot of training. I, I mean, I guess in a sense he's probably had that you know time to do training as well. But you know, he needs to have a bit of a you know a break between now and when the next time that he's actually played so <laughs> and how many times do we bitch about the bye <laughs> yeah i mean particularly the way emmanuel sanders plays as well i mean he he's not frightened to go to, to make tough catches over the middle he's not afraid to, to to go long and you know he 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 does it all he's you know he's he's got speed so obviously he's running he's running the longer routes he's 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 fearless so he's running the shorter routes over the middle it's going to take its toll on your body isn't it if you don't have a bye week at all so I think you're right, Nat. What you when you said that you, we we expect to see Sanders, you know, contributing quite, quite a lot this week, all being well, and and also you know, p- things like that free up space for other people as well. We we we've been talking about Debo Samuel, who's I think's been outstanding. Oh, this he's season. been fabulous. He's um, been amazing. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. And 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 to be fair, it's it, perhaps a, another conversation for for another show is just how good. John Lynch has been in the draft over the last couple of years. You know, we we, we haven't really spoken about that any great any great depth, but but Debo has been what a, what a player he is. Yeah, it's like he reminds me of Jerry Rice and John Taylor after the catch. You know, yeah. he's happy to take those quick slants and he turns a five yard pass into a thirty five yard gain. You know, and he runs angry. I yeah. love his playing style. He's, he's going to have a great career. I hope he's with us for a long, long time. Oh yeah, you and me both. <laughs> and I wish, um, in a sense, I wish we'd really had a chance to see because I think there's one player that I uh, we've not what not managed to see this season apart from I think it was the preseason, which was Jalen Hurd. So yeah. he, you know, I think not that I'm you know envision that he's a you know a massive player, but I, I think he he's definitely a presence on that field and everything. So yeah, it would have been real really cool to see how how he how his development has, but maybe next year injury. <laughs> I think we see Jalen Hurd next year. I'm not entirely sure we see Dante Pettis next year. Yeah, I feel like he and Marquise Goodwin are not long for the team. Well, Keese is such a nice guy as well, isn't he? And, and he did some good things for us, but he's just gone so off the boil. Um, I don't think he fits into what Shanahan's offense is. He's 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 got a drop in. He's a good vertical threat, but other than that, you know, he's. Is he, is, is, will he go across the middle and catch in traffic? He's not that kind of guy. Um, Jalen Hurd, as you've rightly said, Nat, brings a different kind of receiver. He's a big-bodied guy. He'll definitely be a red zone threat, um, which will help, which will also free up players yeah. like George Kittle. 
So, you know, from going to saying, I mean, you know, it was only last year we were saying about our receiver core, how poor it was. You know, uh, okay, we said, oh, okay. God, we've got no receivers whatsoever. And now we're saying we can afford to let people go. Look how stacked we are. I got to back up to the free George Kittle comment because, come on, he dragged three Saints down the field, almost oh, yeah. 10 yards. Come on. He doesn't need to be free. Saying, he can just take the whole needs- defense with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying he needs to be free. But yeah, <laughs> so last week started our playoff version of the pick six. Simon, you've got the results. I do indeed, yes. Um, well, quite a... Quite a, a couple of shocks. Well, a couple of shocks actually. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't think the Patriots losing was quite as big a shock as um, as the Vikings beating the Saints. But it was a pretty low scoring week in Wildcard Week. Um, but well done to Matt Baylor, who managed to get three out of the four correct. Um, so he's our leader going into the divisional round of games. And um, no more shocks, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the game is up in the Facebook group. Get on in there and get your picks made. All right, boys, I have two minutes on the clock. Are you ready to play the two-minute drill? Uh, Yeah, I think so. (laughs) (laughs) And here we go. Simon, after our bye and getting our injured players back and rested, would you start them against the Vikings? Uh, Providing due diligence has been done in terms of their their, their suitability, I don't think one will, but I think Joukowsky time default will. Nathaniel, with this being the first playoff game at the Field of Jeans, can we make it so loud that it affects the Viking play calling in the huddle? This is a great question. I think, yeah. Because you were there I was, this year. I was there this year, and it was loud. It was really loud. So, yeah, I think with that in playoff intensity, I'm sure the faithful are going to be really, really loud. It's going to be difficult for Kirk Cousins to make those because it's it, it's just a different level of intensity, isn't it? So, yes, is the <laughs> answer. And we showed them how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Simon, with the game being a sellout, will the atmosphere and the weight of expectation weigh heavily on the Niners? No, I think they'll embrace it. The, the, the characters that we see in the team seem to be constantly trying to amp up the crowd. So uh, I think they'll embrace it. I think they'll, they'll 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 revel in it. I really do. Nathaniel, it's almost like a repeat of the '89 playoffs. Home field advantage all the way through the Super Bowl out east ish. The division round against the Vikings. Can we replicate the same score of 41 to 13? Oh, um, cool, cool question. Um, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, uh, Neil. Good question. <laughs> yeah, very good question. Um, I, I think it's going to be no. I think it's going to be a bit more tired than that. Yeah, me too. Simon, do you think we'll go back to pounding the rock and setting up the play-action pass against the strong Vikings D? I think we have to. I think we we, we will run. We'll try and run outside. Um, but all of our best players come from the bootleg and from play action so um, it, you know I have every faith that if, if we can't get the run game going Jim is <coughs> more than capable of beating a, a, a you know a poorer pass defence but yeah I think the majority of stuff comes off the of play action and we are over time so what do we think guys I know we've been talking it's going to be a tight game you got a score for me uh, I don't think it's going to be 41-13 and to be perfectly honest I'd take 14-13 I don't care as long as we, as long as we win <laughs> I think 13 is, is is probably where I see the Vikings being. I think we might end up 21, 24, 13, something like that. Nathaniel? I think it's going to be 
probably something like 30 to 26, 25, potentially. Yeah. Don't want it that close. No, I know. Well, I know. Yeah. I, I think we're very. I, I, just looking at the team and everything, and looking at they—they they are going to come hungry with this game. They really are, and I, I think that that in a sense, very, very sort of similarly matched. But yeah, maybe not from a defensive perspective, but I think you know, sort of offensively, quite, quite similarly matched in terms of players. Just a last little kind of gambit. We could have ended. We could have very easily ended up with Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think I'm how happy gl- where we're at. How glad are we not to have him? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm happy with what we've got. I think we're we're on the right yeah. track yeah. for sure. He's not. He's not as good looking as Jimmy G, is he, Cam? No, he's not. <laughs> he is not anywhere in the universe. <laughs> he's obviously the most important quality in the quarterback. <laughs> All these memes going around at the moment with, you know, kind of the breakthroughs being out and Brady and and Belichick, uh, you know, sort of making all these calls wanting him back. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Yeah, no. Uh -uh, Not going to (laughs) happen. Well, not that anybody asked, but I think we're going to win. I think it's going to be a nail biter all the way through. And I think we're going to win 24-21. Oh no! <laughs> I I really hope because my 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 friend he's kind of well, he visits Minnesota quite a lot and he kind of hype you know talks about how good they you know and how it's all he's actually I I, I still can't work it out to be honest I I just you know one team one you know what he, he follows the Colts and he follows the the Vikings I'm a bit like what what the heck is going on can't you just follow one team AFC yeah. team it, NFC team yeah. I do the same thing so I I guess in a, in a sense you know I, I'm I'm just you know I, I will follow <laughs> just the one to, you know the Niners so yeah um he's he's gonna be he's talking about you know how how good they you know and he was all yeah it's just yeah i want him just want somebody to i just want the team to shut him up quite honestly exactly <laughs> <laughs> well, my, my, my wife is a ravens fan so it's looking increasingly likely that we may end up having a split household oh, no. on which wasn't great in 2012 because obviously the ravens beat us and i'm a terrible loser i'm so oh, bad i hear you i sulk and i <laughs> tantrum and so I guess if we both get to the Super Bowl, we may even have to watch it. So. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> it's purely my fault. I'm just such a bad loser. She's, 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 she's a very gracious winner. But, um, but yeah, I'm just, I, I take it very badly. Good on her. I take it badly, too. I was going to say, let's just keep it in perspective. One, you know, I, I know that we're, we're, we've, we've got a chance to make the Super Bowl, but let's just put it in perspective. Let's take it one game at a time, really. One yeah. game at a time. Exactly. Just the team in front of us. Let's beat them. It's so weird to be talking playoff football. In the five years we've done this podcast, we have not been in this position, and it is so cool to be here. But I am a big bundle of nerves, and I can't wait for Saturday. Yeah. No. No. I'm nervously excited, I think is probably the right word. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Ab- exactly. Absolutely. And <laughs> please people, can can you can we just make a mention please 
con- comment on the thread to to help us with our nerves as we kind of travel through and everything <laughs> this game it's going to be a, a long three hours so yeah <laughs> let's keep in perspective and just think you know and let's keep it you know kind of realistic we 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 never thought that we'd be in this position did we in, at the start of the nope. season i you know I, I, I didn't think we, we would be so yeah it, it's uh, i'm looking i'm looking forward to it but as i say i'm i'm like like you two, I'm I'm really nervous about it. So <laughs> exactly, we want to move on, but we know that we've exceed the the team has exceeded our expectations. They've given us a great season. So even if they lose, it, we have a lot to be thankful for, and we have a lot to look forward to next year. But we want the win. We do, we yeah. do. I mean, it, it's one of those things, isn't it? We, we we say that we've exceeded expectations this year, and things are looking. We you know we we kind of know we're going to be even better next year. So imagine imagine what a Super Bowl win would do this year. Oh yeah, for that team going oh, next year. Well, and my we're husband, talking, we're talking dynasty. We're talking three P. Talking... <laughs> okay, now you're getting way ahead of me here. <laughs> I'm looking at the Vikings right now. And can I just bring to to the to this? I know that we're excited in in this position. I know you know. I've, I know we've mentioned it uh, overly. I just wanted to make you guys aware. I, I've every place that I've been to <laughs> in America at the time. I that the the place to where I've visited, the team has always gone got to the Super Bowl and won it. I'm not a superstitious person. I really am not. But. I'm just saying. The GoFundMe for Nathaniel's trip next season <laughs> has already been posted on the group page. <laughs> and I'm not. I'm not just trying to say that. You didn't go to Seattle, did you? No, I, you didn't go to no Seattle. I never went to Seattle. No, I'm just sort of saying. Take, like <laughs> I went to when I went to watch the um, the year that we went to over to Tampa Bay. Um, was the year that John Lynch was playing for Tampa Bay, and they actually they won it. They 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 really won it. And then the year that I went over to New York, the first time that I made the visit to New York in 2007, the 2008 year that the um, New York Giants won it. So was that the hell? That was the hell. Yeah, I think so. And so I, I'm just you know, I'm not. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not a superstitious person. Please don't think I am. But it, it just, it, yeah, it, it's interesting, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do they What do they say? Once is once is chance. Twice is coincidence. Three times it's. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love That's it. science. That is science. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, on that note, I think it's time to say goodbye, boys. Goodbye, guys. Let's win. Goodbye, everyone. Um, Enjoy Saturday, and let's go Niners! Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to Andy Mitchell, Daryl Nils-Hanman, Deepak Gohill, Graham Ross, James Little, Jason Argo, Mark Lyon, Nathaniel James, Neil Jepson, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Ross Irwin, Simon Holdsworth, and Stephen Box for all the work they do on the show and in the group. My apologies if I missed anyone. And if you would like to be involved in the show, just let us know. We're always looking for members to help out, contribute, or appear on the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB, and on Facebook, search for the group Niner Empire GB. Be sure you check out the Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. On behalf of Simon Holdsworth and Nathaniel James, I'm Kat Victorino. Thanks for joining us. Hopefully we will talk to you next week and we will be talking about the conference championship. 
goodbye for now.